The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome to the show today Maureen St. Germain, who has just put out a book called Be a Genie, Create Love, Success, and Happiness. And in some ways, I suspect that this is Maureen's uh, passion in life and in, in some ways an accumulation of her life's work. And listening to all of the radio shows and interviews that I've done, lots of people have come through with ways in which you can manifest uh, things for yourself in the future um, but in most cases there's been a missing a missing piece and I feel that uh, Maureen has found that missing link which is how we link together uh, our desire to manifest our heart's desire in the world and how we marry that with uh, sacred geometry and, and uh, the number sequences which are of fundamental importance to us on our beautiful planet earth so Maureen welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> it certainly will. So perhaps more you could give our listeners just a little bit of uh, background about yourself and, and, and what's brought you to this place in your life. Uh, I grew up knowing that one of my jobs in life was to help other people. And I often saw myself uh, in situations where I was leading study groups or whatever, helping people. And one day I discovered a cassette tape that I had made for myself where I was talking to myself about how I was, you know, now helping people and I was making a difference and so on. And then I heard a baby cry and I remembered that that was when my youngest was still nursing and I had picked up the baby and kept nursing and finished off that recording and never changed it because it didn't seem to matter. But it helped me pinpoint how long ago it was. Um, even as a child, I always could see the solutions that other people couldn't see. But I also learned from my family that it's very important for people to feel their free will to empower them. And so rather than tell people the solution... I, I sought out, looked for ways to show people how to find their own solution. Which is the fundamental uh, requirement, isn't it, in, in what, where we are in the world today is to empower other people to help them on their journey rather than take their journey over for them. 
Exactly. Exactly. And so many times when we want to be helpful, we just want to tell them how to do it, how to fix it. And it's kind of like when you're watching a game show where they're asking a question and the guy that has the opportunity to answer needs to call the lifeline. He'll call you when he's ready, not before. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So tell us about uh, Be a Genie and how all that's evolved. Uh, the work Be a Genie came about because I began to recognize that I was being given very direct information from my guides, from my inner um, connection to the divine, and I was starting to write it, and I began to think that I should be writing a book, and I asked in my meditations, you know, it would be a lot easier to write this stuff if I knew what to call it, and then the very next time I went into meditation, I actually saw myself being interviewed by someone like you, who said, um, you know, ask me a question about the book. And I heard myself when I wrote Genie, blah, blah, blah. And that's when I knew it was going to be a book about the genie in the bottle. And there's, there's a couple of little uh, innuendos on that whole concept of the genie in the bottle anyway, or being your own genie, which we can get into. Um, so the book was, was uh, created and uh, understood probably about 25 years ago. And then um, almost 20 years ago, I began promoting it to um, various people and picked up a book agent. And the book agent took it to a number of publishers and a major publisher did pick it up and signed me to a three-book deal. But after the signing was done and the manuscripts were submitted, they ran into some money problems. People that were going to invest changed their minds. So I was an easy let go. And after about six months of telling me that my check was in the mail, they actually called me to say, look, we're not going to do your books. So then I had to start over. Now, it's a very good message here because sometimes when we manifest something, we think we're manifesting what we need and we discover that's not what we wanted. For example, I thought I was manifesting a two-book deal or better. So when I was signed to a three-book deal, I thought, fantastic, I've accomplished what I set out to do. Who would think that if you signed to a major publisher, the same people who did conversations with God, that they would break contract and not offer you any compensation? And that's what happened. And after about three years, one of my good friends, a well-known author, said to me, you know, Maureen, what I would do is I would write them a letter and, you know, tell them they owe you the, the advance that they promised, plus, you know, wear and tear and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, give them a time frame to get it to you and see what happens. And so in the process of taking that in, I wrote the letter, but I chose to say, I will waive my rights to the $15,000 you owe me uh, if you would be so kind as to send me a written release. Because everybody kept saying, just go ahead and publish it. You know, it's not a big deal. And I could see that this book company would be sold and that the new owners might decide that they owned it. And if I'm out there publishing and it's doing well, then I'm in a little bit of a sticky wicket. So... In my letter, I just said, I'll waive my rights if you would be so kind as to send me written documentation. And, oh, by the way, could I have it in the next 10 days? I got an overnight letter the next day. It's very funny. Releasing, releasing you from any uh, contract? 
Right. And so then I went on and one of the things that happened to me, and and it's very important that I own this, initially when I was first told that they weren't going to do the contract, I went into a funk about it. I couldn't really deal with it. And I was already working on the development of the second book and how it was going to play out. So I went ahead and published that. And then when that was out, then I went back and did a couple of rewrites on the Genie book so that it would be at a higher level taking the cue from the universe that if i'm if i'm producing a book that becomes a bestseller it must mean that the universe has bounced it from the system so that it will be a bestseller and it's it's important for me to take that cue and instead of moving into grief oh my gosh you know they they blew me off instead say i'm going to use that as an opportunity to make a better book. So then I produced a couple of other books. I produced a lot of CDs. And then I was finally ready to release this. And also the other thing that happened is I was teaching this as a workshop. And at one point, one of my students said to me, I want a copy of the manuscript. And I said, well, you know, it's it's kind of stuck in limbo right now. And the guy said to me, I don't care. And I said, yeah, but it's going to cost $25 for photocopying in this spiral-bound book because I don't have it you know, print ready. And he said, I don't care. Add $10 for your own effort. Give me, charge me for the cost of printing and let me know what I owe you. And so I charged $35 for that book for a couple of years and sold thousands of them. That's when I was able then to go back again and, and do the this book that you now have in your hands. So there's few people out there, quite a few people actually, that have the original manuscript. And when you read this book, you're going to go, wow, what a, what a great book. Because the first book was good, but this is great. And, and it's nice to know that uh, any time is a good time for a rewrite. So if you're an author and you're listening, uh, if you get turned down, use that time wisely. So let's talk about the actual genie in the bottle and, and the significance of that. Okay. So the genie in the bottle has a couple of meanings. And again, I did not know that when I was given this information. So it was only in hindsight. I knew the book had the word genie in the title and it was either genie in a bottle or be a genie or something like that. But a genie in the bottle is a magical being who can uh, give you uh, something that you can't get for yourself. And what if it turns out that you're the genie? What if you discover that you have the ability? Now, some of the uh, miscreation stories around genies or jinns, for example, say that if the genie gets out and gets away, you know, you're lost and, and they can cause all kinds of mischief because now they can do whatever they want. But what if it's you that has the secret knowledge, you're the genie, and once the, you know, the genie's out, then nobody can hold you back. Nobody can lie to you. Nobody can uh, do something to you that you weren't aware of. So I believe that one of the reasons why the storyline around the gin of, you know, the genie could be a troublemaker is that you and I could be troublemakers if we know how to manifest. You see? Absolutely. No, I totally understand that. Yeah. So, so let's let's uh, begin talking again about the book and and be a genie. And there's yeah, there's two aspects to it that you approach. One is talking about actually how you manifest, and then including the science and uh, sort of sacred geometry behind that. So where where would you like to start? I'd like to start telling a quick story about the first time I actually taught this material. Okay. 
And it was right after I had been given information on what it would be called. And I'd been kind of assembling it, but I wasn't very organized. And I said to myself, I'm going to use this material to create the opportunity to present to a national organization, the International Society of Fundraising Executives. And I shared my thoughts with a friend of mine a month later at the annual meeting. And she said, well, Maureen, you need to be able to put a proposal together and it has to be into the staff by next week because they have to send it to the education committee meeting that's meeting in three weeks. Okay. So I said to her, well, I didn't realize the deadline was coming up that fast. That's really good information. And then she said, you know, if you will get it in this year, I will speak in favor of it because it is my last committee meeting and I have been complaining that there haven't been enough interpersonal development classes and I think this would fit that bill. I only told one person. I had not written an outline yet, but you better believe I had an outline written in the next few days, submitted to staff, was accepted, and that very first presentation I had, over 100 people, standing room only, and After the break, I can tell you what happened the second year when I was asked to come back. Well, we've actually got lots of time still. So, oh, I can. Okay, great. Let's do it. Two minutes, yeah. Okay. So, um, when I uh, my intention for that particular presentation was that we would have standing room only. And that no one would leave. Now, if you've ever been to a national meeting where they have breakout sessions, you know, all these little breakout sessions, people, are, it's like bar hopping. They, they go from one meeting to the next. And in this particular uh, uh, session, my intention was that no one would leave and that more and more people would come and fill the room and it would be standing room only. And that's exactly what happened. So the following year, they asked me, well, you know, you had over 100 people in your room, 100 chairs in your room, and you had standing room only. What do you want to do this year? And I said, well, give me 150 seats, and uh, I'll do my part. But the the thing that happened is I had a lot of stuff going on in my family and in my household, and I didn't put the attention on it that I thought I should. So now going in, I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling unworthy. I'm feeling scared that maybe it was a fluke, and how did I do that the first time, and maybe it wasn't good enough. So I'm riding on the bus that takes it stops at every hotel to take you to the convention center. I'm on the furthest one away because I'm the tiniest little nonprofit. And I've spread out. I'm getting very anxious, reviewing my materials, worrying that I've not maybe put enough effort in. The bus fills up. All the seats get taken except for the seat next to me. I look up and I realize that I'm hogging the seat, so I pick up my stuff. Now there's standing room only, and a woman gets on and inches her way past all the people who are standing, comes to my seat and says, can I sit here? And I said, of course. And then she looks at me and points at me with her finger and says, I know you. I attended that workshop you did last year and it changed my life. (laughs) And that's the synchronicities that you look for when you have the divinity test, which is what I was facing in the moment. You know, that business of I know I can do it, but what if that was just you know, an exception and I'm not really good enough. You know what I mean? So Maureen, we'll take that break now and we'll return with Maureen St. Germain and be a genie. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the 7th Wave Channel. 
on the Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertung.com, where we have all the information of the different uh, aspects of our work and what we're doing, all the archived radio shows and all the newsletters over the last uh, few years explaining exactly what we've been up to in the world of spirit. Also a reminder, if you want to join our live meditations or get an MP3 download of our Thursday morning meditations, uh, next one tomorrow, right in line actually with the uh, equinox at uh, 11 o'clock, 11.30 Thursday morning. Uh, just go to pitatung.com and click on the events page and you can then go there and check out our live meditations. I have with me today Maureen St. Germain who's just put out a phenomenally great book called Be a Genie about manifesting your heart's desire in your life. And Maureen, just before the break, you were telling us the story of your intention, perhaps not being as, as uh, clear as it should have been on the way to the second year of the convention and f- filling the bus with people overloaded. So what actually happened when you got to the convention? Well, I calmed down considerably because I recognized that the synchronicities that happen are the universe patting you on the back saying, keep going, you're doing fine, and that you can dismiss your fear and let it go and just claim your outcome. And uh, it turned out very well. We had over 150 people standing room only. No one left the room the same. And it also kind of saved my my job in a way because uh, I know that the organization I was working for was being transferred by another company. And my boss heard my assistant say that Maureen was presenting at the national meeting. And I, I know later in hindsight that, that she actually postponed letting me go 
on that particular work uh, assignment until after the convention because she didn't want to spoil it for me or for anybody else who might be planning on coming. And maybe my manifestation did that too. Who knows? Um, but I, 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 I want to share with you how, how the system works and how I came to understand it. Um, I have always loved mathematics. I've always loved geometry. And I'm one of those people that actually love the numbers, even uh, without understanding why I enjoy working with numbers so much. And it's not like I'm an accountant type, because I'm not. I have as much trouble balancing my checkbook as everybody else. But what I can tell you is that Numbers represent things, and numbers are like a universal language, like music. You know, whether you're Chinese or Ethiopian or, you know, Hindu, whether you're an American or a Canadian or a Brit, you can read the same music as everybody else. You do not have to have a translator. And that's the same thing is true with numbers. And although numbers might be written slightly different in various countries, essentially... Once you understand the language of numbers, you can understand concepts that can be conveyed by numbers. And the ancients felt this way as well. And one of the most common uh, number sequences that is widely known, even if you don't know what it is or how it works, is is a number sequence called the Fibonacci sequence. And the Fibonacci sequence is a set of numbers that derives from itself. And it's recursive, meaning that it uses its own result to create the next result. So you start with one, you look backwards to the number before one would be zero. There's nothing there, so you get another one. Then you look at the second one, look backwards, and you get a one. Then the next result is two, and so on. So then the following number is three. Then three plus two is five. Five plus three is eight, and so on. This number sequence is widely known. And many people who study this sequence also know that there is a relationship between the adjacent pairs. So as you get up, 21 divided by 34 divided by 21 will give you this magic number known as the golden mean. And the golden mean was revered throughout history and it is continuing to be revered. The golden mean is a relationship that's found in the bones of the body. It's found in the building of the Great Pyramid. It's found in all the major buildings worldwide. It's found in carpets, especially the ones that are those woven uh, wool carpets. You can find it in the DNA, and you can find it in the relationship between Mars, excuse me, Mercury, Venus, and the Sun. This relationship is very special because shows you one of the ways our world is created. One of the ways our world is created is is a form of replication or repeating the same. But even plants show us the phi ratio by where the next stem comes out. And if you've ever grown roses and you have tried to get as many rose roses, the actual flowers, off of your bush, the best way to do it is to always leave a five-leaf stem. That five-leaf stem is is a part of what I will call the Fibonacci sequence because the rose stem will throw one leaf, then the stem will have two leaves, then the stem will have a set of three leaves, and then a five-leaf stem. At that point, it will throw the flower. If you cut it 
and leave only the three-leaf stem, the bush will grow another fiber. So the way to maximize your flowers or your buds is to cut above that five-leaf stem. Now, why is that important? It's, again, showing us that the path to creation is directly related to this relationship. Now, it gets a little confusing to people sometimes, so I always like to bring it back into things that we understand. And so I make this very sweet, unintentional, um, uh, uh, sexist joke about things that are replicatable or the same or, you know, you can repeat is like a man who moves into an apartment and at the end of a year wants to know why we change anything because it, it's pretty good. You know, he likes it the way it is. And a woman moves into the apartment and she brings home a new pillow and, gosh, the couch looks good with that new pillow, but I think we need a new throw rug to kind of pull it together. And then the walls get painted and then there's some pictures on the walls and on it, on it goes because she can always think of one more thing. So part of our message of creation is to create something new the other part of the message is we miss god we want to be back home with god and that's why we seek the sameness why we look for things that are the same so what we're doing is we're learning to honor our need for things that are the same and to honor our things that we need that are not the same or are irrational, as the mathematical name would be, rational and irrational. So we use this understanding and say, if you're standing on the number three and you look backward, you can see the two. You look forward, you see the five. And if the three stands for today, that means yesterday was the two and tomorrow's the five. If you take the two and the five and make a relationship out of those two, it will produce the three. And so what happened to me is I had this big aha that if I went to the place of what I really wanted and said, that's my new today, and I go beyond it slightly, and I vibrate that with my current situation, the universe would create phi through that relationship and that would produce my outcome. And what happens when we go through it in the explanation in the book, we actually show you step by step how that works. And what happens is your mind accepts it and you no longer have that yes, but. For example, a woman who says she wants to be with someone who's ideal for her, she actually might say after that, but there's not that many good men. Well, she's actually created an obstacle because she's now created a validation of a version of the reality that she might be experiencing. Whereas if she says, I only need one, she changes that. I'm just looking for one. I don't need to evaluate all the men out there. I just need one that's going to be good for me. And it changes her energy. Then when she sees herself happy with the beloved that she has been mated with and loves and he loves her and she sees herself celebrating in a way that proves they've already been together and that they are happy because they could be together and be unhappy but you celebrate when you're happy so you're celebrating and you're looking back at you know I'm so happy we met this has been the best time of my life and she allows that to be real and then she also allows a version of the reality to be real that says We have this version of the reality where I don't have the beloved. Now you have two versions of the reality going on at the same time. And it's kind of like when you watch those picture-in-picture TVs. How is it possible that you can watch 
you know, a movie on one channel and a basketball game on the other channel and be able to take it both in. But people are doing it. You know, when one of my kids was in college, I walked into their dorm house and they had a row of TVs on a board and they were watching like five TVs at once and the couch faced all of the TVs. They all just lined up and watched everything. It was so interesting to me that they could take it all in. Quantum physics tells us that there's more than one version of the reality. And lots of studies have shown us that an imagined outcome can be real. And I'll give you one example. Groups of basketball players were tested in Russia. They were each given a 30-minute extra training. The first group practiced shooting hoops at the foul line for 30 minutes. The second group practiced in their thought doing the same thing. And the third group did nothing for that extra half an hour. The first group predictably increased their success 25%. The second group who imagined shooting hoops at the foul line while they were sitting in a chair increased their foul line in, uh, percentages 24%. And the third group made no difference, made no change. So we know scientifically that what you imagine as real is real to the mind and your consciousness creates that for us. So if you offer no resistance to the life that is not 100% what you want, but you say, look, you know, it's got five good things. It doesn't have all 10, but, you know, it's five pretty good things and I don't offer any resistance there. And then over here, I've got the full 10. Your universe is going to let you have both versions of the reality. There's no resistance on the first one where you are missing one important element, but you're not focusing on what you're missing. You're focusing on the five that you have, and then you focus on the new version of the reality that gives you everything you're looking for, and what happens is the universe vibrates those together and produces the outcome that we're all seeking. There's a very important piece here that is missing in most manifestation techniques, and it has to do with what I call the wall, going up to the place where we want to be and standing there looking at it but not figuring out how to get in. In this system, we're actually going in the back door. We don't know how we arrived at happily celebrating our anniversary. We just know it is so. We accept that it's so, and we allow ourselves to have a 3D conversation. That is, I'm hearing what he says to me, I'm hearing what I say to him. I'm hearing what he says back, I'm hearing what he says to me. And what's really amazing is when you do that, your mind starts to make it happen. And you will discover, if you repeat that movie of the mind over and over, your mind will start to script it. And you will hear the other person say something that you did not put into the script. And that's when you know the universe is really already on it, has taken the order, and is working on filling it. So Maureen, we'll take our second break there, and we'll return with Maureen St. Germain after this break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
Explore subconscious programs, belief systems, and past life memories that may be sabotaging your life. Join host Dorian Light on her show, All About You, as she helps you to shift change and heal your life. Each week, Dorian does a light session using psychic energetics and the language of light to energetically shift and clear negative patterns you have stored regarding that week's topics. Step into the realm of infinite possibilities for your life. All About You airs live Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. I just want to take this opportunity to thank our sponsors for this series of shows. Sherry Chase of Chase International Real Estate Company in beautiful Lake Tahoe and Reno, Nevada. And also uh, our regular engineer, Matt, who does a great job each week on the show for us. And Brandy Jackson, my producer for the show. Uh, and the support staff at Voice America who create the opportunity for me to bring these wonderful guests to you. And one of those wonderful guests with us today is Maureen St. Germain. And Maureen, without doubt for me, the unique aspect of your book was this phenomenal um, awareness that you have created around what you call the Phoenix series and how this series of numbers moves into this this five ratio. And so I guess what's I think important for our listeners to understand is how this manifestation process using uh, the Phoenix series, which we haven't yet discussed, and how, how that plays out in, in bringing this forward. So perhaps you could give us an example of, of, of uh, a situation that, that you're aware of or familiar with from perhaps one of the people who've used this system, and then perhaps talk about the Phoenix series itself and how this fits in. Excellent. Excellent idea. So what we do is I'm going to give you a storyline, a very sweet story about a 12-year-old boy who wanted to go to a rock concert at a local venue, maybe an hour and a half drive away. He lived in the Madison, Wisconsin area, and he wanted to go to the Chicago venue, a big outdoor kind of a, a stage. And um, his parents had uh, means to buy him this ticket, and the mom was willing to go with him. But within an hour of the tickets going on sale for this rock concert, 
they were still out, and the mom was empty-handed. So the boy came home from school and was so disappointed that he couldn't get tickets because he was so excited that this band he loved was going to be so close. And the mom was so disappointed because she really wanted him to go because it was his heart's desire and what mom doesn't want to give her child what he wants. So she was so apologetic and the boy said to her, mom, can't you do something? Now at this point, she thought he, she knew what he wanted her to do, but she wanted to be sure. So she said, well, like what? And he said, you know, that stuff you do. And she had attended a manifestation to genie class with me. And so uh, she said, well, I can teach you, but I can't do it for you. And if you're willing to, you know, follow the the steps, I can take you through it and, and you can see if you can't manifest it. So she proceeded to teach him to see himself at the concert and how excited he would be that he actually not only had the tickets, but he actually made it to the concert. And uh, so the next day he went to school and told all his friends that he was going to go. Now, I don't recommend you doing that because right away he's got a bunch of negative feedback and he came home crying. You know, he's only 12 years old. Mom, my friends made fun of me, blah, blah, blah. And she again said, that's negative feedback that doesn't fit into your system. You keep seeing yourself at the concert and... Don't pay any mind to those kids and don't talk about it anymore to them. Just let it be. So that's what he did. Now, uh, a little while later, they heard on one of the radio stations that one of the radio stations that had been promoting their event was going to give away three pairs of tickets at one of the bars in the neighborhood. And so they decided they would show up at the bar. It was the day of the concert. They get there early to make sure they get a seat. And, of course, the bartenders don't know anything about it. And they said, no, no, there's not going to be a giveaway here today. Again, they could have gone home at that point, but they decided to stay. Pretty soon the DJs show up and they say, oh, yeah, we forgot to tell you that we were going to do that giveaway here today. But it's okay, isn't it, because we come here all the time and do that. And they said, absolutely, no problem. We're happy to let you do that. So then they hold the drawing and they give away the three pairs of tickets and the little boy does not win. Now, halfway through this process, as they're sitting at the bar, the little boy says, I hope I win. I hope I win. And the mom corrected him and said, no, see yourself at the concert because she knew they could win the tickets and get a flat tire on the way there. You know, anything can happen. So when the tickets were all given away and he's sitting there and he's like mystified because he was sure he had followed all the rules and had done everything he was supposed to do, one of the winners came up to him handed him the tickets and said, I think you want to go more than I do and I'd like you to have them. His mother suggested that he take the tickets with him to school the next day, the remainder, you know, the stubs, yep. to prove that he'd been there. So, th- so, there's, so there's some really important aspects that you've just included in that story, one of which is, uh, not knowing how it's going to happen and how there are these little twists that take place but still lead to the to final outcome that you desire. Exactly. This is, a, this is one of the most important elements is that we notice that we're listening to outside feedback and then we dismiss it. Just like when someone drops, you know, in, in uh, lots of cities in America, they uh, distribute a newspaper that has ads for cars and it has ads for dating. And if you're not in the market for a car or a date, 
that the newspaper isn't really worthwhile to you. You don't go chasing after the kid that drops it and leaves it at every doorstep. Instead, you pick it up and toss it. And that's what you do when you get feedback that doesn't work for you, doesn't work for your manifestation. You don't get mad at the messenger. You simply pick it up and go, okay, that's that's not a match for me. And you toss it. You dismiss it. That's one element. Another element is you as you've already pointed out, is you stay away from the how. That means when you find yourself, when you notice or catch yourself thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to get that extra hundred dollars because I'm going to pick up a painting job. Stop it. Let that part go. You don't care how you get what you're looking for. What you care about is that you arrive at the place where you can have it without having to work at it in the way we traditionally have because that's where we're going we're going to a version of the reality where we will manifest everything and right now we're on a time lag you know so people are manifesting very easily some days and other days they're not some people manifest easier than others because they don't have as much resistance in their world some people manifest better when because they don't have any self-doubt But one of the most important pieces here is don't stop at your manifestation. Because when you see what it is that you want, right in front of that, you know, let's say you want the castle. I'll use that, the castle in the sky. So when you want that, what happens is you stand in front of that great castle wall and you never get in. But if you go beyond that and you're having a big dinner and you are anchoring that energy in, It means you got in the castle somehow and it's your castle because it's your party. Now, there's another important element here that I really want to point out. And that is when you're in your manifestation mode, you're allowing yourself to create something. I call it suspending disbelief. And we all know how to suspend disbelief because when we go to the movies or when we watch a show on television, you know, we see something on the screen. If we're fully participating, we actually jump when there's a surprise event. We laugh when there's a joke because we've suspended disbelief and we're in the middle of the action. And that's what your movie of the mind is all about. You're creating a visual. The second piece that's super important is that you pick someone, a real person, who would be there with you celebrating that experience of having gotten what it is you want so let's say you're trying to manifest a car what you do is you see yourself driving into maybe the place to mostly go for groceries and you pull in and you friend and they say hey is that you i didn't recognize you are you in a loner and you can say no that's my new car and that is a form of confirmation, just like imagining you're making hoops. It's the universe, showing the universe that a real person saw you in the car that you're choosing to acquire. So in my form of manifestation, you don't have to know all the details. What you do have to know is how you feel about the outcome. And that feeling will lead you to getting the best match for you. So, Maureen, could you now include then how this Phoenix series, which we haven't spoken about yet, how that is vitally important in this manifestation process? 
Well, when you add up two random numbers and you keep adding them until the ninth and tenth repetition or the ninth and tenth iteration, you produce phi. But as you look at that, you can see clearly that even though you started with two random numbers, you know, here I am with nothing and here I am with, you know, the castle you can see clearly that you didn't add any other numbers into it. So that helps you understand the process of feedback and how the feedback you use is the feedback that says I'm happy over here with my ordinary house and I'm really happy over here with my castle. And you deliberately allow yourself to dismiss the feedback. And so what the Phoenix sequence does is when you take those last two numbers, the ninth and 10th repetition, and you produce you begin to comprehend that phi is source code to everything. And so the Phoenix sequence is like the overarching formula that proves mathematically that you can manifest anything you want from any two pairings as long as you allow those two to evolve without interference. So so, uh, to our listeners, uh, this is... I mean, I, I I'm a, was a chemist, and obviously mathematics was an important part of that. So this is really important for everybody to understand that this is taking any two random numbers, any two numbers at all, and when you add them together, and then, as Maureen says, within that, you make the next number from the first two numbers and the next number from the two numbers before that. After you've done that, the ninth and tenth numbers, when you form that ratio – Every single combination of random numbers you started with will produce that phi ratio. And so what And that phi ratio, yeah, it's known as one point six one eight. Again, it's a sequ- it's a um, irrational number, so there's always three dots and it always ends in something left over and you were gonna say more? Yeah, so Peter? so the point the point is if you, as a visual for people, is that when you make this decision to manifest whatever it is you're manifesting that this sequence of numbers naturally takes you through the golden mean ratio to that place where you want to be. It's, it's, as you said, it's the source code of everything. And this, to me, is the missing piece in manifestation that, Maureen, you've completely nailed here. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. One of the things that I think really helps is when you do – a random adding, and everyone should do this at least once. Just pick any two random numbers and add them in sequence. And then take the last two numbers, the ninth one and the tenth one. You know, count how many lines you've drawn across as you add. What happens is you get this big aha. Oh, my gosh. No matter where I start, I can produce phi. And what that shows you is that phi is the source code, and phi will give you whatever you want. And so instead of starting with where you're at and what you want, you start with where you're at and after what you want has been acquired. And then the middle ground, which is phi, has to produce your outcome. Now, after the break, I'll tell you what to do when you're really close and everything falls apart, because that does happen. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll take the break now. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. 
Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co Creation with your host, Peter Tong. I have with me today Maureen St. Germain, who's just put out a wonderful book called Be a Genie. And before we continue, Maureen, just perhaps let our listeners know how they can make contact with you through your uh, website and how they can get hold of the book. Okay. So you can get the book on Amazon. You can stgermain.com. I also have a freebie for those of you who are listening them that location is that okay yeah, absolutely yeah yeah okay so um if you're interested i have a lovely free download for you it's a guided meditation based on another true story of one of my clients and the guided meditation uh has to do with intention so instead of uh you know making uh rules for yourself you make some nice intentions and the storyline is built around a woman who was so negative and so depressed that she couldn't even think of what she wanted all she could think of what she didn't want and how she turned it around and then her husband's iPad was stolen and how she got it recovered in New York City of all places wow amazing and the way to find that is geniesystem.com, geniesystem.com. So, and, um, and, your yeah. own, and your own website is? MaureenStGermain.com, MaureenStGermain.com. Okay. All, all one word. So yes. I actually, in, in working with your book and reading the book, and uh, I, I felt I had to do this uh, Phoenix sequence. So I'm just going to tell our listeners my random numbers and how it works out. So I started with 37 and then 53 and they come to 90, 143, 233, 376, 609, 985, 1594 and 2579. So those are the last two, ninth and 10th. So you put 2579 
over 1594 and you get exactly 1.618, the phi ratio. But the other important piece is if you invert them and you put 1594 over 2579, you get, instead of getting 1.618, you get 0.618. In other words, the diminishing ratio is the same as the building ratio. So the expanding form and the uh, getting smaller form create this sort of spiraling energy of, of, of going in and going out, almost like a pulsing energetically of the, of the in-breath in and the out-breath. Um, so I, I really hope that our listeners are, are getting a sense of the really important significance of this number sequence and sacred geometry that connects into this manifestation process. So continue, Maureen, with, uh, with what you were going to say after the break. I really love that you took everyone through the math because then it's much easier to like get your arms around it. And the thing that is so magical about this number called phi is that this number, this this ratio, because it's not really a number, it's a female expression of mathematics. But what's so exciting about it is that it is the one most irrational number there is. It is the most complex, un predictable number there is so even though it's a constant and whether we're whether we're measuring the dna of the body or the bones of the body or the muscles of the body and we can produce phi in the relationships of the next larger size what we know for a fact is that no matter how far out you go there is no predictability so it's not like one third when you say you know, point three three three, and if I say what's the the tenth digit, you already know it's a three. This is an this is a sequence that produces a outcome if you try to express it in decimals that is never ending because you can always come up with the last number. You can always come up with a new number to follow the last number. I should say. So um, after, before we were uh, uh, taking the break, we also talked about, well, you know, sometimes you can get really close to your outcome and then something happens like it did with me with, you know, here I was so close to getting three books published by a major publisher and then that all went away. Or you could be in love with your beloved and get engaged and something happened and that falls apart. And so what do you do? How do you fix it? And, and what is going on? And the answer is you twofold you remember the phoenix sequence is this magical number that only has two source numbers the number you started with and the number that represents your after event so you don't let yourself put too much other stuff in there now the system is strong enough that can actually tolerate more than um zero input so you could you know, have a little bit of grief and sadness when things don't go the way you want. And I tell people, just count how many times you're going to tell it and three strikes you're out. So don't repeat your he done me wrong story more than three times because then you're not seeding your outcome. And we've also heard of people who, you know, were engaged for a long time, dated somebody for years, and they get close to the wedding and everything goes crazy. So the wedding's off and you run into them six months later on the street and you say, how you doing? You know, you're thinking they're going to still be on the rebound. And they say, oh, I got married. And you say, oh, you guys patched it up. Oh, no, I didn't marry him. I met somebody else and we knew right away it was the right thing and got married just like that. Why? Because when you vibrate at that fire ratio, every fraction you make further out 
after the ninth and 10th iteration is closer and closer to phi. So you don't have to worry that you're not going to have your outcome. All you have to do is pay attention and not create too much energy around the, the temporary loss. Just announce yourself, I will have my outcome. I am going to achieve my heart's desire and hold that thought and go back that movie and you remember that when you used to see that movie with this magical person now you just see it with the right gender person but not knowing who it is and knowing that the universe is going to take care of the details you know once in a while something very interesting happens you announce that you want to have children and the beloved doesn't so it's the end of that relationship but maybe that person goes away because you said well look you know I don't see any point in continuing because I expect to get married and have have children they move on, but they figure out that they don't want to live life without you. They also figure out that having children wasn't nearly as hard line a rule as they thought, that you were more important than not having children. So they come back. So when you stick to what is really important, you stick to your own principles, and you keep your manifestation clear, you will have your outcome. And it won't matter because the new person or the old person will come back and fulfill the heart's desire to such a degree you won't remember the loss. You'll only know how happy you are. So Maureen, we've only got one minute left. So I'd just like to give you the chance to to give us an overall summary of uh, Be a Genie. I would like to share with you a very powerful tool that can change your life every single day. And it's a simple little prayer that you can make for yourself. And it goes like this. I'm asking for a day of heaven on earth for myself and everyone I meet. And watch the magic because your life will change. Oh, that's perfect. Well, thank you. That's a perfect end to a great show. I really Appreciate your time today, Maureen, and let's uh, generate heaven on earth today for everyone. Uh, Be a genie, create love, success, and happiness. Maureen St. Germain, it's a really significant book, and I really appreciate the work you put into it, Maureen, and your infinite wisdom in uh, putting this together. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. Next week, my guest is Lynn Andrews, who is probably considered one of the uh, leading female shamans in the world today. Tremendous experience of working with the medicine wheel, and she'll be discussing that with us next week, and in particular, the PowerPoint at the center of the medicine wheel and how we can work with that to also support us on this uh, phenomenal journey that we're all on. I hope you've enjoyed today's show with Maureen St. Germain. Have a great week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.